hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamfran. Hi, you almost left me out. I, I did. was thinking, oh, that, there's, <laughs> there's a pause here. Uh, yes, Rick Zamfran here, Rob Golfie there, Philip Golfie also in studio, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them all over the World Wide Web. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G O L F I.com. You can call them at any time, 905 575 7700 at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and you can check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And keep those emails coming. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Questions at robgolfie.com if you have a uh, a question, real estate-related, anything under the sun in the real estate sector, email questions at robgolfie.com. Our special in-studio guest today is City Housing Hamilton CEO Tom Hunter. Tom, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk uh, a whole lot of uh, about uh, City Housing Hamilton, uh, poverty reduction, a national housing strategy. We have a uh, $50 million investment in the poverty reduction. We'll uh, dig down deep into that. Uh, but we'll begin the show with, uh, we'll say hello to Philip Golfie as well. Hi, Phil. Hey. How are hey, you? Rick. Good, man. Um, We'll start with uh, new mortgage rules uh, pushing buyers towards unregulated lenders. So what, what's all this about? Yeah, we, this we've is, touched on this Yeah, in the past. this is something that we, we thought was going to happen when the new rules came out. When they introduced that stress test, we kind of we kind of could see where this was going to forecast and what was what it was going to do. Mm-hmm. And people are not going to stop buying. They're just going to find different ways to buy. And that's, that's what's going on in, in terms of what in the purchasing market right now is people are, are still buying the stress test hasn't hasn't affected them that but they've just gone to unre- unregulated types of lending so if you talk to a mortgage broker today you know instead of looking to the big five banks they're, they're starting to look to their b lenders um to to get creative you know to, to find more creative ways to get people money and and that's what's happening right now mm. so you know the stress test uh, is it going to have an effect on our market yeah it's going to have effect on the banks and and their and and what they're lending because they're, you know, they're a lot of buyers are going to be going toward the unregulated un, unregulated lenders. So so now what what that's going to do is if there's a, a a small correction in the market, you know, it's the unregulated lenders that are going to be affected first hmm. instead of the banks. So mm-hmm. what the banks have done is they protected themselves, but they definitely haven't protected, you know, you know the the purchasing the the purchasing group right. or the purchasing you know or the buyers of of that given market and and it's it's you know you don't know what's going to happen but I, I everybody thought it was going to have a big effect on our market I don't think it's going to affect our market in terms of um you know home sale prices I think home sale prices are going to con- continue to go up even with the stress test just because people are still going to find ways to get that mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, those mortgage amounts. Let's uh, refresh our listeners' uh, memory on some of the things that you have touched on. Uh, we'll get into unregulated lenders in a minute, but the stress test. So, so what's happening come the new year? Yeah. So in the new year, there is a a stress test that's going to be put on any mortgage that is uninsured. So right now, um, every mortgage that's insured and, and an insured mortgage is less than twenty percent down, uh, less than a twenty percent down payment on the 
on the mortgage or on the purchase price. Right. Um, so now that mortgages that even have more than 20% down or 20% down, you have to be qualified at a stress test, which is much higher than the current uh, the current rate. For example, if if uh, if a bank was going to give you a rate of you know 3.19% or 3%, you would still have to be qualified at the stressed rate of about 4.89 or 4.99%. Mm. So even though that that's not your rate. In the event, if the mortgage rates do go up by by you know a fraction, that stress test shows that you would still qualify or still be able to afford that current mortgage amount under the under the current lending uh, requirements and lending rules. Right. So so if people don't qualify under that stress test rule, well, they're going to say, okay, maybe I'm going to pay a little bit higher interest rate, but I don't have to worry about not getting you know not getting approved from from the bank. I know that my finance my my financing is secure. Mm-hmm. So when the closing date comes for this property, I'm not scrambling at the last minute trying to figure out paperwork. Now now when people do that, it's you know when you go to a B lender, you pay a little bit higher interest rate just because it's it, it you know it's it's a little bit more riskier. Um, and 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 that's what it, it's resulting. Hmm. And so, what is an unregulated lender? What does that mean? So it's it's a who big, are these people? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, um, there's Effort Trust is one of them. Okay. So they they do that. Um, we call them B lenders, and I think uh, Home Trust and a few other and then uh, mortgage brokers. They have a, a lineup I, of uh, of uh, B lenders, and they're usually you know between five and eight percent. Yeah, um, which which is a lot. It it, it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. on what you're paying per month uh, on a mortgage. And usually, sometimes if your credit rating has a little bit of uh, uh, a flaw in it, then you may have to go to that. Um, but the other way is a lot of people may go to a second mortgage, so they'll still go for the first mortgage and then get a second mortgage. Maybe it could be like a ten percent second mortgage until things get resolved, or they build enough equity, or right. they have more income coming in. Then they can go back to the conventional uh, lending banks that mm. at the three percent or three point one nine percent interest rates are, that they're offering. So it'll it'll be easier to qualify with a, a B lender or a an unregulated yeah, lender. Yeah, that's okay. right. A lot of a lot of the A lenders, which are the banks, are going to turn you know because of this stress test, they're they're going to turn a lot of people away. Mm. Now, when they turn that person away, that person's still buying that house, and that's what we found from our experience. They'll do they'll do whatever it takes to get that house and they're still going to they're they're still going to buy that house but they're just going to have to take a different avenue in regards to getting the financing for that house and right. that's what that's what you know you know that that's what the stress test didn't want us you know didn't want buyers to do they wanted you know if you couldn't afford the house you know let's make sure let's stay put for a couple more years you know let's have a little bit more purchasing power but a lot of people are going through that alternate avenue and going mm-hmm. to that B lender and 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 there might you know they might put themselves in in a little bit of a harm financially but they're willing to do that to, to make sure that they can complete the purchase that they've they, they've wanted to do. It's interesting because the stress test is to uh, avoid any exactly. financial risk down the road, and they're putting themselves in that in that spot anyway. Yeah, and, and and what I said is I'd rather have the stress test than another tax, right? Right. And I feel like how they try to cool the housing market or how they try to you know regulate is is everything's always taxed. It's you know you have the foreign buyers tax or you have the uh, the land transfer tax, yeah. with, 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 which is you know significant amounts, especially in Toronto, much higher than the rest of Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of putting another tax on it, they try to you know trying to go you know introduce this other way, but it's you know it's it's kind of configured the housing market or, or, or in terms of your purchasing power. But a lot of people are going to go towards the B lenders. Mm-hmm. So the the B lenders are definitely happy. You know what I mean? Their 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 numbers are going to be through the roof um, this coming year. 
Um, and, and a lot of brokers are going to be working with, with B lenders more than A lenders. And that's just a result of the uh, the stress test. We know the big banks have, uh, you know, their their uh, financial statements are in the billions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to turn people away because that means lost revenue for them. Uh, is, is there anything that you can foresee that the banks will try to do to push these mortgages through yeah. or, or do something else so to help these in people? In my conversation with um, mortgage advisors and, and financial advisors with the banks is, is they've been very lenient on on a couple lending uh their lending requirements for example they could always get exceptions right if you had you know say you had everything you know you had everything together but there was you know maybe your credit was a little bit bruised Mm. you you can get an exception for that or say you had um you know say you were off for six months and that income wasn't there but if you you know what i mean they're just little different things from what I hear is in, in, in a lot of these banks just went through major, major audits and they found that a lot of the mortgages that they have right now are would not qualify or should not have been qualified mortgages. Hmm. Interesting. Um in twenty seventeen. So in twenty eighteen in terms of my conversations with with a lot of people within the bank or within those financial institutions is that they're cracking down. They're they're under a lot of pressure from the Bank of Canada to make sure that these types of mortgages do not get out. Um, do not do people do not qual- get qualified for these types of mortgages. So, you know, I think a lot of the you know the people within the banks are, are a little bit scared, are a little bit are a little bit worried just because they don't have that that lending power that they used to have mm-hmm. anymore, and they're they're going to be turning a lot of people away. And when somebody walks into the bank, the bank wants to help you, right? That's their job is is they want to be able to keep you in house. They want to you know they want to make sure that they can build your portfolio within the bank. They want everything under one umbrella because that's that's that that helps them, right? That's sure. good for their business. Yeah. But when they start turning people away, it, 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 it's it's a different dynamic, right? You you don't you know you don't want to walk into your bank that you've been banking with for twenty five years or or you know twenty years mm-hmm. and have them say you can't not, qualify. You, you can't qualify, yeah. and, and and it creates a, a a very bad dynamic within the bank. And obviously, the bank doesn't want to do that, but they're gonna they're gonna have to this year. Is that stress test number always going to be four point eight whatever percent, or is that based on what the current mortgage rate is? Yeah, so it changes. It, okay. it will go up and down with the with the rate. So um, I ask that because if banks don't want to turn people away, will they just drop mortgage rates to drop that stress test? rate yeah it's i don't think it's it's that easy okay. like it's but but i think the stress test i don't know exactly how the stress test works um i i i could be wrong but i think it's two points above your qualified rate right right it could be the bank of canada y- yeah the so, bank of canada rate yeah, yeah so it's it's you know the the bank of canada controls a lot of the interest rates or what happens with with the interest rates if mm-hmm. the bank of canada rate goes up by a quarter you'll see you know a lot of the big banks they'll go up with it or if they go they'll they'll go down and then a lot of a lot of the banks will come down with it but in terms of that stress test it's 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 just it's just there for now and we'll yeah. see we'll see how long it stays do you foresee the banks offering any other kind of uh, incentives? I don't, I don't know. Like it's 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 such a weird or, or unique style of lending right now, and it, a lot of people don't know what's what it's going to do to the banks or what's going to happen yeah. to the banks and their their. I I think they're going to find you know a little bit more creative ways in terms of they can offer personal lines of credit or mm-hmm. or home home equity lines of credit. I know you still have to qualify on that, but I think the lending or the qualification restrictions are much less than on a on a mortgage. Right. Um. But that's you know that's a revolving line of credit, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I think a lot of people are are going to are are going to you know skip that part. Totally, mm-hmm. um, not even get the bank involved and go right to a B lender because right. it's going to be a much much easier process, a much less less stressful process as yeah. well. Uh, I can I can envision a lot more B lenders popping up, right? Yeah. They're seeing this, you know, and, cash and that's cow. What, that's what happened in in in, you know, in the United States. Um, 
post recession or post 2000 or pre 2008s, you know, I was watching this documentary and it was like your own hairdresser was a lender or your own hairdresser. <laughs> like you yeah. walk into a barber shop and they're all they're all mortgage brokers because wow. it, it it was it was a very attractive business to get into because the the lending restrictions got so you know so tough or so loose that that everybody can start lending money and then and mm. then it all it all came crashing down yeah. and it's almost like comparable to that bitcoin the bitcoin what's going on with the bitcoin right now it's really attractive everybody wants to get on it mm. but it's, it's I still don't understand yeah it. it's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's unregulated yeah and 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 it's it's very comparable to the mortgage market pre 2008 yeah I had explained to me uh, by Adam Oldfield who does uh, Tech Talk with Bill Kelly on Fridays at 1130 and uh, he explained it I, I was yeah. a deer in the headlights I'm like I still don't understand what you're talking about yeah it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable I'm not I'm not touching it yeah no <laughs> uh, when we come back we'll uh, say another hello to our uh, special in-studio guest uh, City Housing Hamilton CEO Tom Hunter we'll uh, dig deep into what uh, they do on a day-to-day basis and a whole lot more you're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over Facebook. Find them on uh, Rob Golfie. That's the Facebook page, uh, the Rob, Bo- Rob Golfie Facebook page at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, be sure to email a question, uh, real estate-related, questions at robgolfie.com. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Our in-studio special guest today, City Housing Hamilton CEO Tom Hunter. Uh, Tom, maybe we'll start with the foundation of City Housing Hamilton, how you got involved and what you do. Thanks a lot, uh, Rick. So I've been with City Housing Hamilton for uh, three years now. And prior to that, I uh, was involved in the health system in various capacities in uh, long-term care, the delivery of community care in uh, rehab and chronic care hospitals. So, uh, you know, moved over to housing in the past three years, you know, and and have really enjoyed that. Yeah. So you're still helping people on a day-to-day, just differently. Absolutely, yeah. and, and uh, you know, you know, for me, uh, housing. I think as when uh, we will probably get into this a bit later. You know, with the national housing strategy, talking about housing as a right, mm-hmm. as a human right. Yeah. You know, for me, it, it's very important that uh, to the best of our ability, we provide people with a, a place to live, so that it really provides a foundation for them to be successful. Mm-hmm. What enticed you to join City Housing Hamilton? I think, think for me, it was it was an opportunity. Uh, you know, to really at a, at a a different level and a different approach, uh, you know, just to assist people and to make sure that they can be as successful as, as they can be in their daily life. We've had uh, numerous stories on CHML News about City Housing Hamilton and uh, some of the uh, the great things that you do. People, I think, understand what City Housing Hamilton is, but for those who don't, what do you guys do? Sure. So uh, City Housing Hamilton de- delivers the uh, social and publicly owned uh, um, uh, houses that, that by the city of Hamilton mm-hmm. and as well uh, low-end or affordable market housing. So we have uh, 7,100 units, which is uh, roughly 1,200 properties. And, and the, those on those properties, there can be an, a large apartment building, a mid-rise. We have townhouses. You know, we have, we have singles and, and semis. Mm. And, uh, 
And so in terms of the residents who, who live in those properties, we have uh, seniors, probably half of the peop- half of our units uh, are um, lived in by seniors. Really? And then we have families and, uh, and single adults. And, and also, it, you know, becoming increasingly important uh, for housing is the supports that we provide uh, for our residents. And uh, you know, that's something that we continue to work on, you know, really to, to have uh, strong partnerships with groups in the community that can, you know, help support our mm-hmm. residents. You mentioned uh, about half or, or just over half uh, are occupied by seniors. Is that, has that number changed over the past few years or has that pretty much been stagnant? I would say that uh, with, with City Housing Hamilton, that's been quite consistent mm. over the, the last several years, certainly okay. when I have been there. Yeah. Uh, accomplishments in 2017. The year is winding down. Uh, what are some of the highlights for you guys this I year? I think certainly for, for us has been the, the momentum that we have seen around the, the regeneration and uh, redevelopment uh, potential and what's being planned for City Housing Hamilton, not only for City Housing Hamilton, but I think across the, the housing system. Mm. But but for us, uh, you know, probably just it's been within a year, year and a half that we went from, uh, you know, we had completed one uh, development project, a 50-unit seniors building, wow. uh, and, and now we have six uh, developments over the next uh, two to five years hmm. that, that we're looking at. And, uh, you know, not it's not only about, uh, you know, uh, the regeneration or the redevelopment, but the housing that, that we're looking at. It's also, you know, we think that it's also will be far better kind of living environment, uh, you, know, you know, for individuals and also real focus on, you know, deep energy conservation, things that are not only help the person who's living there, but also good for our community. Mm-hmm. There's been a real hyper focus on uh, housing, affordable housing, getting the homeless off the streets and into uh, these housing developments. Um, it must be nice to see, as a part of City Housing Hamilton, to have that you know really laser focus on on helping a lot more people. Absolutely, and you know this this is this is a movement you know across the country. And I mentioned the the, the national housing strategy that was just put out months ago by the uh, the federal government. You know, a forty billion dollar investment mm-hmm. over ten years. Not long ago, the uh, the provincial government their uh, long term affordable housing strategy. Uh, you know, with, with with similar programs at the at the federal level, and a lot of that will be in combination. But even I think at the municipal level, important uh, so important is that we have a, a Council that is incredibly supportive of, of affordable housing and most recently, you know, the $50 million poverty reduction fund. All of this mm-hmm. speaks to, you know, improvements in, in housing and, and greater support for our community. You mentioned regeneration and, and, and development. Are, are we building new or are we just refurbishing what we already have? Uh, you know, Rick, that's a combination of, of both. Okay. So we're, we're looking at uh, uh, one uh, apartment building, uh, the renovation uh, to that apartment building. Then we're looking at uh, a new development, but it will essentially replace units that we currently mm, have. I see. But in and, and in those developments, we're also looking, though, at, at adding new affordable housing. So it's a combination of, of all three of those. It's mm. a lot of things to, uh, you know, as a go-forward plan to, to keep, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of balls in the air to juggle. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, it seems right now we're just finding our, our way day by day. Right. But, uh, but uh, you know, there, there, we do have a, a larger strategy, as I mentioned, around these six or seven, seven developments. And mm. that's what our, our board, our staff, you know, as it relates to that component of our operation, you know, have been, you know, focusing on. Mm-hmm. I remember when the uh, the National Housing Plan came out, one of the questions that we asked on the show is, is the types of funding or where, where that where that money is going to go and who's going to get, you know what I mean? As you divide it across across yeah. the country, has, have, 
uh, ever since the announcement, have have you received any more details on that on that plan, or or was it just basically what came out on that on that day? Yeah, uh, yeah, Phil. What we so far, it's still been been high level. We haven't really got the specificity around that uh, around the, the programming. But uh, you know, when even even when you look at uh, the, you know the the announcement, I think what what I what I liked about it is it didn't only speak to housing and the infrastructure, but it also talked about you know the supports that can be provided to individuals, but also you know how do we look at reducing homelessness? So it looked at that that across, across the spectrum. But we haven't got the, the specifics yet on that. And in strategy. terms of in terms of Hamilton's need across that spectrum, where do we in terms of you know some of uh, some of the other cities? Where where are we right now? Um, you know how high is the need for this? So, uh, it, if this is this is very good news for for Hamilton, and when the the, the strategy spoke to like three hundred thousand uh, kind of regenerated units, now that's across the that's across the country. So, what actually kind of you know uh, we receive in Hamilton that was uh, you know we don't know that yet, right? As I said, the specifics, but that that is a large number, and you know the fact that th- that type of investment is being made in you know, uh, in in fixing up our units, that's that'll be helpful. The other part of that strategy that was very good news was the uh, the hundred thousand new affordable units across the country. Once again, how that plays out yeah. in Hamilton will need to be seen. Yeah, so. for sure. But definitely, those are areas where uh, there there is a high need in in. City Housing Hamilton, in particular, the, the turnover of our units. So that's where we're looking, really looking forward to, to seeing the details of that strategy. Mm-hmm. Do you have an ETA or have you been given an ETA on when some of these finer details will be made available to you? Uh, you know, to this point in time, we've really just seen like, you know, uh, the time as it relates to years. Right. <laughs> and, and most <laughs> yeah. of it, it is 10 years and, and a lot of, like we're seeing like 219. So, right, right. Uh, you know, th- th- I think they'll just really start to get things ramped up, yeah. uh, you know, in 2018. So uh, before a lot of that action of the national housing strategy happens, what are we doing locally to kind of bridge that gap? Yeah. So as I, as I mentioned earlier, the uh, the 50 million poverty reduction fund is, is, a, is, is a good uh you know, funding mm-hmm. source that we will have uh, starting into 2018, then into 2019. The way that uh, that fund is rolling out, uh, there is um, one million dollars. Uh, for, for City Housing Hamilton, there's $1 million over the next 10 years hmm. for unit retrofits. And then there's $2 million a year over the next five years for uh, for investments in affordable housing. Wow. So that, that will start to help bridge yeah. that gap until we get more you know specificity around the national housing strategy or what the provincial ha- government has around the uh, long-term affordable mm-hmm. housing strategy. Our special uh, in-studio guest today is uh, City Housing Hamilton CEO Tom Hunter. Uh, Rick Zamprin in-studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, CL- representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them today at 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. I think you mentioned 7,000, the number of units that you guys have in town. Are you looking to get bigger, smaller? Is that a number that you want to keep? You know, I think uh, for, for for City Housing Hamilton, it, it is one of one of our obligations is to work with the city to remit uh, to retain the number of social and public housing units. Hmm. So right now, our obligation is around six thousand. You know, so so that's what that that we will we'll focus on that as part of our redevelopment, maintaining that a, as best we can. The other component of our portfolio, which is the affordable market, which is the balance after that seventy one hundred. You know, there we have the opportunity to to increase the number of of affordable units there. Right. So, you know, 
to, to me, the focus needs to be what is what is the need of the community, how best community housing Hamilton can help, you know, uh, narrow that gap. Right. And so how that results in, in, in the actual number of units, you know, it's kind of a wait and see. But for me, it's more about meeting need. Hmm. What are the challenges currently that you face on a day to day basis that prevents you from doing everything that you want to do? Yeah, I think for, for us, it, it really is uh, the uh, the maintaining the units, keeping the units turned over. Mm. So uh, you know, at the at the current at the current time, we have probably over about a hundred units that we can't afford to fix up to make available for for uh, you know citizens within the city. Right. So that's a challenge for us. Now, in in our two thousand and eighteen budget, we have been able to increase the maintenance dollars by almost a million dollars, and that will certainly start to put you know a dent in that. But but you know, we have uh, six thousand people who. Are on the social, uh, the, who are on the wait list right. for the social housing. So the imperative for us is to get those units turned over, and you know that that on a day to day basis is the biggest challenge mm. for us. So are people living in those 100 units right now, or are those empty? They're empty because they're just unlivable. Uh, I wouldn't say that they're uh, un, uh, unlivable, but mm. well, I guess what we what we're cho- we're choosing to keep them kind of offline, so that uh, they, they, that we when we do have the dollars, we can you know prov- put the maintenance into them that's required to rent them. So right. you know we want we want them to be in a better condition than right. they currently are. Okay, so you don't want to put people in you know yeah. into exactly. spaces that have you know bed and bugs it, or or whatever the case. Is. Uh, so you know with the pest control is something that we have been managing well, but mm. an example might be a foundation. So we okay. have right. you know, we have a townhouse where there's a foundation. It's an expensive repair, right. and so then, and then you know, it creates, you know, can create mold and, and dampness in that mm-hmm. unit. So and we have to wait have on the that. funds to, to do that repair. You don't want to kick the family out or, or ask them to, you know, you don't want to be moving people around right. and, 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 right. and doing that thing, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of maintenance dollars, does that change on a on a yearly basis? So it did, G- given the need. Uh, it. Um, for this into 2018, it did it did change significantly for us, and that resulted in, in uh, uh, it's it's complex, and even I don't understand all the logistics around it related to the tax exa- tax mm. exemption that we were able to achieve uh, with, with some legislation, uh, and that resulted in an additional 800,000 in our maintenance, and then also from our funder we received an additional 1.4 percent in our maintenance budget, right. so that's what took us to 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 that million. So uh, that's you know that. That uh, has been, you know, beneficial. The other, the other thing that we're really working on is, you know, how do we balance to, to help achieve optimal numbers for maintenance? We look at that balance of uh, in-house staff that we have, the numbers that we have, how we're contracting out some of our maintenance work, and really how do we get the optimal number, optimal dollars to help with maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, City Housing Hamilton lauded for uh, excellence in tenant relations. Talk about the tenant relations and how, you know, they, they obviously need a place to stay, and, and you're providing that place for them. Yeah, so, you know, historically, uh, housing, you know, as we talked about social and public housing, was about bricks and mortar. And, you know, as as the, uh, you know, we spoke earlier about, you know, um, you know, half of our units have seniors in them. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people are re- remaining in these units and also, you know, uh, residents who you know, have in, in other buildings who have, you know, you know, health, wellness, you know, issues that they we need to deal with. We really feel that there's, you know, uh, a commitment to assist them it, it, in, in, in their day-to-day lives. So a focus, it has been over time, but I think uh, more recently has really been, you know, what's, what's 
required for for residents to really to help them live as independently as they mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in many of our seniors' buildings, we now have wellness programs that that they do exercise, fall prevention, mm-hmm. and so these these various programs, um, food security programs in the buildings, they get in place to to to, to help individuals. Mm-hmm. So it's become far more than just providing individuals a place to live. You know, because often you know it's it's not possible for them to move on to a different type of accommodation right. and therefore you know how do we how do we make it the, the, the best we mm-hmm. can and access uh, partners to help I, I would have never guessed that was part of the equation I was just thinking you know you offer them a place to stay and, that, right. and that's it right? way uh, more way more than that yeah do you, do you guys like pay for the utilities for these people too or like what, what, what what's required like do they just pay uh, a minimal amount of rent and then and then you take care of the rest, or how does that work? Yeah, well, that that varies actually across the properties. So there there are apartment in the apartment buildings. Generally, we pay the utilities. Maybe in some of the townhouse complexes, it is you know the the the, the resident who pays that. So that that does vary. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we are looking for the future, you know, when when we're looking at uh, kind of the environment and energy conservation in in our new builds, do we submeter them so that we have the option for for the the resident to to pay that. Uh, you know that utility be, uh, bill, so that mm-hmm. you know that we're continually looking at it. But as it relates to you know th- those payments right now, it varies. Mm-hmm. Right. Got about a minute left uh, in this segment. Challenges during the cold winter months. That's right. <laughs> as we sit here today, and it's yeah. minus ten yeah. outside. You know, so um, there there is you know just being very responsive to what what are the residencies and the heat of the buildings. But but I do want to mention in, in moving forward. You know, the, the the province did provide City Housing Hamilton with. Uh, you know, dollars, and, and, and we understand that commitment will continue around energy retrofits. So we've done things like in, in our buildings, building automation systems, which are really far more sophisticated around how we heat those buildings. If the wind's coming from one direction, the risers on that side of the building heat it more. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's really great technology. So this is where it hasn't been without its glitches, and we <laughs> haven't had people con- concerned about that. But but at the end of the day, we you know we are very conscious of aspects of you know wanting to keep people as comfortable as they can, not only in the cold winter months, but summer, yeah. warm summer months. Lots more to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show. Stay with us. You're listening to 900 CHML. Back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Our special guest today, City Housing Hamilton CEO Tom Hunter. Call the Golfie team today, 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure to check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And if you have a question, you can email us. We'll get to that question and the answer on a future program questions at robgolfie.com questions at robgolfie.com uh the 50 million dollar investment in poverty reduction we touched on that a little bit um do we know how many people this is going to help or is that a hard number to kind of hammer down 
I think yeah, Rick, there there has been you know some um, approximation around how that would would assist. So, for for example, the uh, the twenty million dollars in the new affordable housing, of which City Housing Hamilton would receive half, and then other not for profit other providers in the city uh, would would receive the, the the balance. You know that I, I think that may be around two hundred to three hundred units that hmm. that could provide in the city. Does it doesn't sound like you know a, a great number when right. we talked earlier about the, the magnitude of the the matter, but once again, it, it's just part of the you know the, the the support at the municipal level. If you then build into that what we could see provincially and federally, it starts to make a difference. Yeah. You mentioned the wait list, six thousand strong. Where are those people? Is there any analysis or data of, of where they're staying? So they could be they could be um, in 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 an apartment, you know. Mm-hmm. With somebody right. somewhere in Family the city, member. that's right. right. As yeah. part of the, you know, part of our shelter system, they could be in there, mm-hmm. uh, right, so in a home uh, where they're in a situation that's unattainable, so they want right. to, to move on. So right. you know, from, from numerous places. How much turnover do you have, or, or is it when someone gets in? I mean, they're in. The, the ideally, uh, you know, and, and I think the the. Um, you know the mission around supportive housing. You know, ultimately, you know, you would want people to move on to right. you know, something different. And I think most people, you know, would like to mm. would move on to you know a, a different if they're in an apartment, then moving into to a single home, whatever whatever right. that might might be. So, right now, we have out of our seven thousand units, uh, I would say there's about sixty to seventy that turnover per month. Wow, uh, and that's, that's a good wait, thing. When you're saying sixty to seventy, they're actually going back into the mainstream. Going on their own, renting uh, on the, the what the market rent is versus the city housing rent is. So that, uh, Rob, that's I, I don't know that specifically because some of those some of those people they could be moving internally within within our buildings. Mm. Oh right, <laughs> or they, could, or they right. could be moving you know out into the community or to yeah into another apartment, whatever that might be. Because so it does that because yeah, it is kind of hard because w- what they pay and once they go like it's hard to leave. To go into the open market, whatever everybody else is paying mm. on, on so, the rent, right? A, a, absolutely. So when I when I started, the the turnover on the units was over a hundred per wow. month, and so as we see, as we saw, I've been seeing real estate home prices increase, mm. and even rents it, and rents have increased uh, in certain areas of Hamilton. I thought I think the last uh, report was around four, could be as high as four percent. That's yeah. where we have seen people staying. So that's yeah. our number of turnovers that has come down. So are you finding it more difficult in purchasing homes um, because of the the way the market's been going? Because, like, there's been a significant difference in home prices from two, three years ago versus now. Um, so, like, th- like, it's more expensive. Even in the north end now, it's becoming very expensive. Before, you guys could buy properties, and it was very affordable for, for city housing to buy. But now, it's becoming expensive everywhere. Yeah, so Rob, so I'm, from from what I understand, uh, you know, City Housing Hamilton wouldn't have been in the kind of the business of buying single properties per se. Right. So, um, and 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 and, 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 and I think w- just mentioning one of the things that City Housing Hamilton is doing to help, um, you know, kind of improve our our stock, our housing stock, and and help to kind of maintain costs is we're actually looking to sell. Our, our singles and semis. There are uh, city housing Hamilton currently owns 480 singles or semi-detached homes. So we are we are in the process of selling 100 of those, mm. and then we will use those proceeds. So if we sell a home, we have to build another unit mm-hmm. somewhere. But but it really does help to to build you know 
uh, I think housing that more reflects you know what what city housing Hamilton can sustain and really uh, you know, kind of improve the, the living environment for the residents. Right. You're looking for those multi-residential you know apartments or whatever you want to call them. You know. Not necessarily easier to maintain, but easier to focus on, you know, several families in one uh, unit as opposed to one singular, you know, detached or semi-detached. More dense. Yeah, yeah, you can accommodate more families under one building, such as if you're if you're in a you know a semi-detached or a single detached Mm -hmm. home, you're you're kind of spread out. That's right. Um, so with the with the, the developments that we're looking at right now, it's a combination of like some townhouses right. and then you know multi-unit mid-rise apartments. Right. I think the days of building you know 250, 350, 500 unit apartment is, mm-hmm. is gone. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's really amenable to a to a, a, a better community. Mm-hmm. In our buildings that are currently anywhere from let's say 50 to 75, really nice. You get a really nice sense of community. These, community in those buildings. So that's what we're looking at uh, kind of moving forward. Um, more of a small mid-rise townhouse to, to, to meet the needs of you know singles or families. Hmm. One more segment still to come. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Home When my thoughts escaping Home When my music's playing Home Last go round here. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team in studio with us. As well, our special in studio guest today is City Housing Hamilton CEO Tom Hunter. Call the Golfie team today at 905 575 7700. is the website. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter, and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page and keep emailing those questions. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Questions at robgolfie.com. You guys had a question regarding uh, new developments for yeah, city so housing. Yeah, so as, you, as you, you, you mentioned that there's 100 uh, detached in town, townhouses being sold off right now. Where are these funds going? Are they going into you know development projects that, that you're building or are they going into you know existing buildings that you're looking to, to refurnish and, and redo and, and make sure that they're habitable for, uh, for your members? Yeah, good question, Phil. So the, uh, the uh, sale of the singles and semi-detached, so single homes, semi-detached homes. We're, we've got a sold unit fund, as it is. It was it were, the, the board approved the sale of a hundred. We have sold, you know, sixteen to date, and so the 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 uh, that that those dollars will be used to uh, to build uh, new developments, uh, new units. And as I said previously, it's like a one-to-one replacement. So if a, you know, so if, if uh, we we sell a um, one single home then we have to build a unit somewhere as part of a complex right, right? right. so what, what what right now with the uh what we're looking with those proceeds uh an example would be uh, f- uh five five queenston we actually purchased that uh property there on uh, uh, that in that location and then we will use that to develop a new building what is envisioned right now are some townhouses and then uh single bedroom units uh, another example is uh, there's currently a, uh, a parking lot at Bay and Cannon uh, owned by the city. We would look at using that property to build an approximately 50-unit building, once again with some uh, three, four-bedroom apartments and uh, single apartments as well. A comp- and there, um, a combination of both uh, social public housing and also affordable market. So we like that mix. Right. So both at you know, Bay Cannon, where I mentioned, and at the 5-5 Queenstown, 
Austin site, we're, we're looking at these mixed uh, communities right. more. So that's just two examples. And was this was this a new plan that you you wanted to develop, or or did you ever you know did city uh, city Austin Campbell ever purchase and refurbish, or, or or how did this transition? This this the strategy you know of the sale of, of units has happened in the past. So right. uh, you know previously this hundred city housing Hamilton did uh, sell uh, eighty eight I think units, and so from there they built uh, uh, six six ninety Stone Church was fifty units for single. So that's just an example. That was just part of what how right. that, that investment was used. So that that is a component of that. We also the the, the other area. So the, there is the, the the sale of the single and semi funds that we're using, but there's also, uh, for example, in uh, in on James Street we refer to Jamesville, which is ninety one um, townhouse units. There we're looking at uh, that that will be ultimately a, a a project where we we plan to work with a developer and look at whoever that might be about, you know, it's a five acre site. So, you know, City Housing Hamilton will, will want some component of that for, for, for us, but the balance would be, you know, uh, a mix of perhaps low rental, market rent, maybe some ownership, home ownership that, that we'll need to see. But th- that's, there's kind of different plays that, mm-hmm. uh, that we have available to us to, to continue to kind of improve uh, the, the affordable house, housing landscape in the city. A lot of those locations you mentioned are uh, downtown or lower city. Do you have anything on the mountain or anything uh, other than uh, downtown and lower city? That's right. So, so uh, we're. I mentioned uh, the Jamesville. There's there's 500 McNabb where we're doing where we're doing a renovation to that tower passive house, a deep energy passive house to that to that. Uh, we are looking up in the mountain at, in Macassa, hmm. near where uh, Macassa there we have ha- housing there, and then we're looking at a, a new development. And then people who are currently in those townhouses would move into the the new building, and then we can look at redeveloping those townhouses, building new, uh, and uh, and then also in the east end. Currently, we're looking at uh, working with Roxborough Park. Inc. around it's a that's a 12 acre uh, property. Four acres was bought by Roxborough Park Inc. The balance is City Housing Hamilton, mm-hmm. and we're looking at really how do we, you know, optimize that the housing in that area as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, East End, uh, the North End of the city, and then on the mountain. And when you're looking at future locations, you're looking at not only amenities but you know transportation hubs, i.e. you know future LRT sites, HSR has to be accessible, all that kind of stuff right. as well. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier the the five five Queenston. So mm-hmm. when you when you look at you know people's access to transit if the LRT is going through there, it's really just a, a fine location. Yeah. The one up, uh, if we talk about Macassa, right, once again along a, an artery up on the mountain. So that, that is important, mm-hmm. right, when, when we're looking at the location of these sites. But it also has to reflect the needs of the community, right? So at the same time as that we're looking at things such as transit, it's also, you know, where, where, where is perhaps more housing required? And certainly when we looked up at the mountain, you know, single units for seniors on the mountain, that would, that would be something that yeah. is important. Uh, you wanted to mention something about the national housing strategy and just housing being a human right and, and you're, you're very much buying into that. Abs- absolutely, and uh, it was. I, I think it was a long time, a time in coming. Because when we look at what are the determinants of health, right? One of them is housing. Mm-hmm. When you look at things like uh, healthcare or education, right? Like you know, not completely universal, but you know, we talk about those as being universal. So housing should be as well. Yeah. And you know, when I when when you just look, you know, and consider, you know, the benefit to people to have a safe place to live, it, it makes all the difference mm-hmm. in terms of you know people's ability to succeed. How humongous is this strategy going to be, or already is? 
So uh, you know, I mean, it's, it sounds it, pretty massive. Yeah, absolutely, like, it, it it is. It is, and and so it it, it does it, it does require cooperation from yeah. the provinces to reach that forty billion. But there hasn't over ten years. But there really, you know, in a very long time, there hasn't been that type of investment. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we look at over the last ten or twenty years, the actual kind of new affordable housing or social public housing that was placed, it's minimal. It's in the hundreds in somewhere like Hamilton, yeah. right? So this is really the opportunity to ramp that up and, and step that up. And and not to mention, you know, a large part of that strategy, it's it's not only about the infrastructure, you know, the infrastructure, but it does talk about like things like portable housing benefits for mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. So kind of fundamentally giving people more choice, right? So instead it's not the dollars aren't with the unit, but the dollars for, for to find housing is, is given to the person, and therefore they can uh, find a location. You know, in, uh, investment in, in, in Indigenous people and, and their strategy to improve you know housing strategy mm-hmm. and homelessness. Right. So it's it's far more than just the buildings. It really is kind of I think far more far more comprehensive. Yeah. Great discussion today, uh, Tom. Thanks for coming in, Rob. Thank Phil, you. thanks for coming in once again. Uh, we are back next Saturday morning at nine right here on nine hundred CHM.